All right, Hi, everyone. Welcome Pistolka. once again to the Faces of, the of Business. Business. I am your host, Where I Damon talk with interesting people, sharing and life and with business me experiences here today, to entertain, engage, we have build community, other than and provide Nikki information to Kennedy help others succeed. From if you're man, interested in learning more about one today, of our guests Nikki. or how we are helping here. business owners generate so, wealth and build businesses they can sell or succeed and on, Exit Mickey, Your Way, always like to you can find more information on our website, question. ExitYourWay.com, you or by contacting me directly, doing today? Damon, at ExitYourWay.com. You've, you've had your company for you more than two decades, which I don't see how this could be because you don't look like you're that old, <laughs> first of all. Um, <laughs> but you. you've taken care of yourself well. But what got you into doing press releases? So it is a story. I uh, was nice. pursuing a master's of fine arts in creative writing with an emphasis in poetry. And <laughs> my, my career plan was I'm going to wait tables and in my downtime, I'm going to read and write. And so I graduated. I worked a summer uh, doing exactly that. And I got to tell you, uh, I, I tip 40, 50% now, but for a reason, uh, it was terrible. My ankles hurt. My, my knees hurt. I was fried at the end of the day and I wasn't reading and I wasn't writing. So I said, Mickey needs a safe office job. So I applied, <laughs> I applied to a lot of places and a telecom research firm, uh, hired me as employee number three. And one of the things they said is, hey, you have a writing background, figure out press releases for us and send them to the media. And that meant uh, writing press releases, looking at their data and figuring out what was interesting, what's, what story is there behind these numbers, and then faxing. <laughs> we we faxed oh, yeah. Yeah. to about 200 people. And our fax machine was state of the art. It had 100 numbers saved, but I had to send to almost 200 people. So I had to delete... I just spent like hours and hours programming numbers and then deleting them. And I would, I begged my boss, it's like, could we buy a second fax machine? And he's like, yeah. Oh, they're just so much. They're like, at the time, I think they were like one like that was like $5,000. Yeah. So uh, oh, I, I, I did that. I sent it out. I got lots of media pickup. And what I noticed is over time, journalists would say, Hey, could you just email me press releases in the future? And I mentioned to my boss that email seems like a, a better solution than faxing and he said there could be a business there and so i took the idea and i uh, contacted a journalist in my downtime and said can i send you press releases on your beat and they're like for free i'm like yeah and they're like sure sign me up so i launched um a little over 24 years ago with 10,000 journalists in my data day, database that i had uh reached out to and i was just a matchmaker i was uh taking clients press releases and just sending them to journalists that were, you know, in that industry or that they covered that subject. Yeah. And over time, the newswire PR newswire, which is the oldest and largest newswire press releases yeah. reached out to me and said, Hey, you should also be sending press releases through us. And I'm like, my clients are spending two or $300. You're charging $1,500 to move a press release out nationally. And surprisingly they didn't walk away. They were just like, well, you know, 
tell us about your customers. I'm like, they're startups, they're lean, they're mom and pops, uh, they're, they're authors they're speakers and, you know, they have small budgets and they're probably doing just a few press releases a year, like three or four. And so they said, our salespeople are never going to reach out to people like that. So this would be a completely new audience for us and we would be able to support you, but you handle all the customer service dealing with these people and holding their hands and walking them through the process. And that's sort of what we, what we do. And, you know, our prices are a a bit more than they were when we, when I started 27 years ago, but they're still a fraction of what the newswire itself actually charges for the same distribution. That's cool. That's cool. Well, it's cool, first of all, that you were doing this at a time when you were still faxing things, right? right. It's hard to think back at a time when, when we were actually putting a paper in there and getting it out there. It was just and that screeching uh, sound it made. Oh, it's like that's yeah. the stuff of nightmares. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. If you hear it today, you're just like, what? What's that? What's that? And that's a good thing. But then uh, you know, leveraging the 10,000 journalists as a matchmaker, that's cool. And and getting getting that going. But man, it had to be very exciting when you were able to do that with PR Newswire. Absolutely. It's, it's been amazing. I feel like I'm a co-op of small business owners and I represent them so I can negotiate the best price with the wire and ensure that they're getting a, a really wide distribution. Yeah. Yeah. So as you're, as you're doing this for companies, what are some of the, some of the, the best, well, let's start about what are some of the reasons you don't want to do a press release for that people may think you should? So personnel hires rarely do anything, but yet okay. I think they're probably the most common press release we get at e-releases. It's like, hey, we have a new you know, VP of marketing or an yeah. HR assistant or something something like that. It, I know that why they do it, because it looks good to the new hire that we care about you enough to put this together yeah. and announce it to the world. But you don't spend money issuing something like that over the wire because maybe a local paper will run with it and maybe like one or two trades will put a little on the move little yeah. thing. And it's better just to send directly to those places um, and save your dollars more to do more strategic types of press releases. That's a good point because I know that's what some people do in the press releases. They do, you know, like you said, hire a new VP, whatever. Um, so let's let's talk about the press releases themselves first of all. So um, for people that haven't even seen what goes into a press release, explain to us what makes an attractive press release. And then we can, or maybe we should start with the preparation, but whatever you think, but what, what is a press release? First of all, right. So a press release is basically just, a uh, an announcement to the media that's written usually in the third person, um, company X announces something and it has a, usually a dateline, usually where you're headquartered, but it doesn't have to be. If you're exam, you know, for example, an author you may want to put New York because that's the publishing capital of the United States mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, so there's no hard, fast rules in regards to that. And um, then you have, uh, you know, sort of an inverted pyramid style where you put the most strategic and interesting uh, elements uh, of the press release, uh, the hook 
uh, and then you give just more supporting information and facts as the uh, press release uh, you know goes. And then you'll have a media contact um, and usually a phone number if you're issuing it over the wire, uh, just because a, a busy journalist who might have a last minute question, it, it often can save a story that's like on the chopping block. Okay. So as you're, as you're talking about this press, these press releases going out. So explain where these press releases go and then how are they used? Right. So this is probably one of the, the things that people get wrong the most. There's a lot of companies out there that will syndicate your press release, which means your press release appears on several different websites. You don't get any SEO benefit from that. Google has standards and this is duplicate content and they're marked to indicate that, that it's a press release. So it really, if it gives you any bump, it's very temporary, just last a couple of days. Um, but uh, what, and the Newswire does that as well. They also do some syndication. But what the goal of a press release is not the syndication. And some of these players, that's all they do. They never send it to any journalist. Your press release will never be turned into an article. And that's the goal. We're looking for earned media. So the press release is the, the foundation in which a journalist can craft a story or an article. And uh you know, that's the, that's what we're hoping. We're hoping the New York times writes an article about you and they write it in their own words with their copyright and their own headline. But you know, it's, it's about you and it incorporates your announcement and your facts. And, uh, you know, that, that, that's the one powerful thing about going over yeah. a wire and reaching journalists, because, um, I did a, a press release, uh, early in the pandemic, um, it was a dining bond initiative to help uh, restaurants that were closed during the pandemic. And it was just sort of like a grassroots effort type of thing. And so we sent the release at no charge to help out a small PR firm that was aligned with it. And, you know, it generated over 150 articles, uh, Wall oh Street Journal, Washington Post, oh uh, all the food trades picked it up. Uh, dozens and dozens oh of my. newspapers. We, we quit counting at 150. And, uh, it generated in excess of $10 million in revenue, all from a th what would have been a $350 press release. And, you know, that's the ability of leverage of going over a wire. If you have something that really speaks to the audience and is considered you know, like breaking news or something, it can really go wide um, and, and fast because this happened just in a matter of, of, of days and weeks as it unfolded. And, you know, I, I challenge anybody in marketing to say, plug in $350 and then get, you know, uh, X millions of dollars out. It, it, it's, it's really hard. And this Amazing. is an extreme, it is an extreme example, yeah, but it yeah. just, it just sort of showcases the opportunity that's there. If you have something that's strategic, I mean, this was positive news when there was so much uncertainty and negative yep. news out there yep. and it was actionable people sitting at yes. home wondering what can we do? It's like, here, you can help out your local pizza place. You nominate them. If they accept it, the money goes directly to them and is secured sort of like as a gift certificate, hoping yeah. that they'll reopen and launch, but knowing also there's a chance they won't, but at least, you know, yeah. the money went there and hopefully yeah. they helped support their staff and kept the lights on. Wow. That's incredible. That's incredible. I never really knew what you just said that your press release, your goal is to have your press release be the foundation 
for articles that someone else writes and puts into the into their paper, into their online, whatever. And, that, and that's why you want to make sure when you're writing your press release that you put the elements in there for journalists to write a story. Uh, another common press release that we get at e-releases is a product launch where I understand you have this new product and you want to sell it and you want the media to know about it. But often it's just here's the product and here's a bullet list of uh, features. Yeah. And yeah. You know, if you really want to build out a, uh, the elements for them to incorporate a story is put a case study in there. Someone who used it, what was their experience? Get a quote by them. So company X used the product and saw a 17% reduction in logistics costs. And here's the quote by them talking about how amazing it is. You still have the features and the other elements, but now a journalist can build a whole story arc that says, hey, here's a new product. Here's someone who used it. Here was their experience. You know, it, 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 yeah. it takes you on a path. And so many times the elements aren't there for a path. So the journalist is just really has to be an amazing writer and build, you know, figure out some other uh, way into the article, but you can help them by including that stuff in your announcements and making sure it's there. Yeah. Yeah. Giving it, giving them the information they need and powerful reasons to write a story followed up with making it as easy as possible for them to turn it into a successful story for them. Right. And one of the biggest wow. myths that I encounter is uh, small businesses feel like this isn't for me. I'm too small potatoes. You know, mm -hmm. I, I don't matter. I'm not a large, well-funded company. Well, the truth is journalists don't like to promote wealth, you know, well-funded big companies. You know, no one likes writing the, the Google articles or the Microsoft articles because they can yeah. afford to advertise. Um, so a lot of journalists really like to put the spotlight on small mom and pops, small little startups, Kickstarters, Indiegogos, just cool little things because they know that their audience will see that they're like curators. They're like, wow, this is a little business I'd ever heard of before. And yeah. so there are lots of opportunities and don't feel that you're too small or don't matter uh, because, you know, that, that, that really is an advantage when it comes to the media. Yeah. That's a great point because you're right. People always root for the underdog. And if you've got a great story, someone's going to want to tell it. Right. And, and the story can be your end. You know, a lot of people are, are like, I don't know what to write about. And it's like, do you have an interesting story? Uh, like my story about the, 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 the faxing and, you know, being a poet uh, and then stumbling into this. That's an interesting story. And, you know, do you have an interesting story? You know, was there an obstacle that you went through in building your business? Um, I, I had a client that had an embarrassing thing where they had to cancel Thanksgiving because they dropped some marketing thing right before Thanksgiving and they were just inundated with orders. So the whole family was in the garage getting packaging ready to send out all of these packages right after Thanksgiving. And I told them that's a great story. And, you uh -huh. know, they, they were hesitant to include it, and they did. And that was the opening paragraph in the Inc. magazine article about this tiny little company. Uh, you know, it, it was relatable, and it's something a lot yeah. of business owners have gone through these little things. And it, it makes you, you know, identifiable. It makes you, you know, your vulnerability is what makes you human. And journalists want to tell the human story. Wow, that's so cool. This is so so valuable because I, I know that people listening today are thinking press release. They're going to go product, people, 
you know, a new company kind of announcement of we're launching this, we're opening a facility or expanding this geography. But the way you're explaining it really lays out some interesting uses for press releases. Like you said, the story about Thanksgiving, uh, the the other one about <laughs> helping the, the foundation ahead of uh, the restaurants ahead of COVID. That's crazy, crazy cool. So what are some of the some of the um, more challenging press releases that you've been a part of? Well, I, I think, uh, you know, one was I, I had a, a client reach out to me and say, look, uh, I've done some press releases with you to promote my business, but I'm in a situation where I came to the United States from Russia and I, I got uh, protection to be here and testified against some of uh, white collar crime and mafia type things that were going on in Russia. But there was a change in the administration and all of a sudden he lost his, his, his uh, rights to be here. And he said, I'm, I've exhausted everything. I've spent over a hundred thousand dollars with my attorneys and we've gone through every appeal and I know what my seat and row number is on Thursday to be taken back to Moscow. And I've been told I'll be dead within 24 hours of touchdown. And so we sent out a press release, sort of an appeal. And uh, he is still a customer today. Uh, Wall Street Journal immediately picked it up and put it on their website. And uh, oh all of a sudden, lots of other places started picking it up. He gets a call from his local congressman and says, uh -huh. let's work on this. That was it. That was all it needed. Someone to intervene and all of it stopped and he was able to stay uh, here, oh here in the U.S. But, you know, I, I, I don't I, I he says it was just crazy that they would say testifying against, you know, uh, uh, white collar crime and stuff that was happening in Russia. Uh, you know, they, they granted it and then they took it away. And yeah, it just it never made any sense. And so he, he swears that I've saved his life. And it is an amazing story, um, but that's a lot of pressure to put oh, on yeah. someone. Uh, but yeah. I'm glad it turned out the way that it did, but it just shows you know, that sometimes just bringing something to attention. I mean, it, it was an interesting story that he had to tell. And I think that's why the Wall Street Journal immediately ran on it. Um, yeah. Usually what happens is they would prepare it for the next day and then they would put it in print and online at the same time. They put it online immediately and then went to print the next day. So yeah. uh, they, they really saw the urgency as well and got involved and that was really great. Um, and it was great reporting because they, they went in and you know really researched it and you know brought to light the, the, the things that he was shining a light on and bringing to our attention of some of the criminal stuff that was happening over there. So it was, it was, wow. it was, it was a great opportunity. One of the most interesting things that happened to me was we had a client called Alerca and you know they have an interesting story but one of them, the thing that they were launching is um they were uh had created a hypoallergenic genetically modified cat and they were going to sell it as a pet and uh this was probably 10 years ago or so and uh i remember being in midway airport in chicago and looking at the news desk uh of all the magazines and i'd say about a third of them had this company on the cover. Oh, uh, really? 
it, and it wasn't positive news. Some of it was like, are we playing God? And yeah. a picture of the cat and, you know, uh, you know, Discover Magazine, People Magazine. Everybody was talking about it. It was really hot. He got They got millions of dollars from people who wanted to reserve these cats. It all sort of fell apart years later. People are saying that the cats weren't really genetically modified and it was a pyramid scheme or something like that. But it, it was pretty a, a interesting story. And, yeah. you know, it, it, it was a, a very interesting time uh, and to, to get that out there. But that it, that does go to like the vetting process. When we send out a press release, we're taking your word that what you're saying is yeah. accurate and true. We're not we're not vetting and doing the, the actual research that a journalist would do. Now, if a journalist yeah. got that, they would want to have some vetting and stuff like that. The interesting thing is they did have a lot of vetting and that they were a research company and they were involved in uh, uh, lab laboratory results yeah. uh, for a lot of tests and stuff like that. So it seemed like if anybody was going to create something like this, it would be these guys. Mm-hmm. Huh. Super interesting uses. And, and, and it's gotta be weird. Like you said, uh, even with the, the, the person that was in a witness protection to see a press release go out, the the high visibility publications take it that quickly and turn it into something and then see the results it's just it's remarkable yeah it, it really is and you know that being said the, the most important part of a press release is what you're announcing and what you choose to announce and unfortunately so many people come to e-releases with a press release they've already written like they looked at a competitor and they saw them do a press release and they said, let's do our version of that press release. And often you're working with press releases that didn't really work for your competitor. So it's probably okay. not going to work for you. And so I, I, I really try to push my clients to do more strategic types of press releases. Um, the one that always works, no matter what, does take a little bit more effort is to do a survey or study within your industry. Um, take the results of that, get the biggest aha moments from the survey, build it into a press release, share your analysis of why you felt that the results skewed a surprising way and put that together and then send it to the media. Uh, my, I, I, have, I have clients that are just like really resistant. So I had some like, well, I don't know how to do a survey. And it's like survey monkey. It's easy. Yeah. Four, quest four questions per page, four pages, 16 questions. On the last page, you can put some fun uh, goofball questions because once they get to the end of the survey, if they stop, you still got 75% of their results. Yeah. Uh, and uh, surprisingly, the, the last page is where a lot of the, 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 the really cool uh, survey results come from. Um, I had a auto repair shop in Pennsylvania say, we, we can't do a survey. We're just a little auto repair shop. And I'm like, anybody could do a survey. Yeah. Just, just claim it and do it. Uh, they say, well, we don't know who to send it to. And I'm like, do you belong to some trade associations? And they're like, yeah, we belong to this independent one and this one. It's like, ask them if uh, they'll send the survey link to their members in exchange for you mentioning them in the press release, you'll be issuing over the wire. 
And wow. I, I, you know, the small and independent trade associations don't get a lot of love. So this is an opportunity for them to get some media attention as well. And often they'll do it. I have had a couple push back and say, would you be willing to co-brand the survey? And I see no downside to that. You know, it just gives yeah. you a little bit more integrity and, uh, you know, authority when you're, when you're issuing the thing and, and then, you know, send it out there. Uh, if you ask really relevant questions that are very now and specific to right now, uh, the media will want to know uh, and share with their audience what these results are. So you want to pick the right questions and, you know, what's, what's going on in your industry right now. And, you know, things that are affecting everybody is there's a little economic uncertainty. So are you spending more or less in marketing over the next couple of quarters? Um, are you having hiring or staffing challenges? Are you planning to lay off? Are you planning to hire more? Are you finding it difficult to keep employees who want yeah. to work from home? So these are questions that you can ask. You can also ask really industry specific ones as well. But you know, if you take anybody's temperature like today, it's going to be different in six months. So that's what makes a survey so good yeah. to get out as soon as you can and share the results because you know the media loves numbers and data and all you really need is at least like 100 150 results for it to be somewhat statistically relevant enough for them to be interested in yeah that's a great point because i know a lot of two things one is the survey's brilliant idea because you all by doing the survey in and of itself you become somewhat of an expert in that industry on that topic when you're yeah when you're, you're claiming that. some authority within your industry and mm -hmm. uh when you get pick up and often my clients who follow my my method for the survey often get between six to 14 articles every time they do a survey or study press release and these are again each one's a unique original um article uh, you know, and if, you know, that gives some authority to your website, to you, um, whether they link to you or not, Google gives you link credit when they tell, when they can tell from an article that doesn't have a URL, that it's a specific company that's mentioned, they have a patent for that. And so, you know, you, you get, you get authority by being there, but it's, it's also, uh, really resulted in a lot of sales for a lot of my clients they're like mm -hmm. we only got three or four hundred clicks from this article but two-thirds of them bought and i'm just like well not everybody who read clicked but the people who did click you know there was third-party corroboration a journalist wrote an article about you it's social proof it's almost like an implied endorsement so yes. when people clicked it what they weren't they didn't have an ad mentality they weren't their their blinders weren't up saying i i shouldn't be doing business with this company instead they're like oh i had this warm feeling of reading this great article and hearing about this really cool company and now i've clicked through and i can i can actually buy something from them so it the the conversions are 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 so incredible compared to like other types of traffic uh and i've actually had people tell me that they've tested article as a landing page, even despite the fact that they can't track and put a, a, a tracking on the, this uh, news website. They're just like, it just, when I send traffic to that article, people just buy, they click, come back and buy. And so that, that's, that's really cool. Um, and it, it just really shows that, you know, when you do get media attention, it, it, it is something that people see differently than an ad. And it's yeah. really valuable. And you can then take that article 
and share it with your own customers. You can share it with yeah. your leads. There are people that are always going to be on the fence of whether they should work with you or not. And that same third party corroboration, that social proof, that implied endorsement that happens uh, can also be conveyed to your leads and convert them to customers. So it really is, uh, you know, something that's really valuable. You can share it on your social media and let them know about it and build out a new site on your website as well. This is crazy good advice here. So if, if people listening here, we had Muhammad had a question here and we'll get, we'll get to that in just a moment, Muhammad, but man, this is crazy good advice because anyone can do a survey, like you said, about something important happening in your industry, within your region, whatever it is. And then when you talked about mentioning trade associations or other associate, it might be a trade association, could be even a local chamber of commerce or government agent, whatever to do that um, in it as, and to share with their members then after you, Oh, it's just, it's just to get more on the survey and then, and then come out with a press release with all the results is that's crazy. Cool. That's crazy. Cool, dude. I never thought of that process together like that. And I hadn't heard of it before, but I'm sure that you, you walking people through this process, like you said, when someone goes to an article and they say that, that Mickey, you know, blah, 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 did this, did that. And here's how they're helping people do even more of it. Boom. They're going to go, I got to do business with Mickey. I got to get there. And I, cause, cause you know, he knows our industry he's been in and doing it. And, and then they see the third party proof, like you said, cause it's not, not you saying it, it's somebody else saying it, writing a different article about it. Right. Absolutely. That's so cool. So I bet, I bet you see a lot of light bulbs go off in this and you see some different uses of it, don't you? I do. I, I, I have a, I put together during the pandemic, a, a free masterclass of my most successful customers and what they were doing that was working and the survey and study I would love to take credit for it, but it was actually one of my customers who I noticed is doing 20 to 30 surveys a year. Uh, they represent uh -huh. several different verticals and they do a survey uh, or study for each vertical. And then they send it out and they get all this traffic and links to the individual segments on their website that speak to all these different verticals. And it's just a huge traffic driver for them. And they get, they get between eight and 20 articles every time they do one of these surveys. And like I said, they're doing more than 20 a year. It's just, uh, it's, it's just really exciting. And, and I felt like I have to share that with my customers or anybody who, who, who is interested. Uh, and, and I just went through all of these ideas that I see work again and again, and look for the common thread of what these people are doing that's different than everybody else. And it, yeah. it's, it's really exciting. Uh, one of the things no that a lot of people talk about is this concept of newsjacking, where if there's something that's really trending right now in your industry, you join what everyone else yeah. is saying and i'm telling you you don't want to do that because yeah. everybody's doing it and you're not going to stand out but if you're willing and it's a subject that you won't get in trouble with with your customers take the contrarian side of it everybody yeah. in your industry saying this say the opposite and what you'll see is 
you'll get mentioned in the media way more than anybody else because what happens is journalists like to cover both sides of an issue. Often mm -hmm. they only go to print with one because nobody's raised their hand and said, I represent the other side and here's a different viewpoint on the subject. And by being a contrarian, it allows you to get your messaging out there and stand out and people will will see you in a lot of different places. So the news jacking doesn't really work anymore, but you can sort of break that mold by being a contrarian or in some cases giving layers or nuances to the news jacking. Like uh, mm -hmm. when the Target had a credit card breach many years ago, I had a client yeah. come to me and said, hey, we're thinking about doing a press release on that. We're a security consultancy. And I'm just like, there's probably 1,400 press releases out there right now from security consultants. I said, if you want to do something, make it unique. I said, who's your best customer? And they go, really? It's mom and pops, like the pizza, local pizza shop, uh, this place. And I said, well, you know, they probably are sitting there thinking this big company, Target, got in trouble. They yeah. did something wrong. I'm just a pizza guy. I don't even know if this yeah. thing is, is secure or not. I said, write a guide for them. And so they did, and they did get some media pickup. And I think that that is where newsjacking could work, but you have to make it more layered, nuanced, and very specific to a specific yeah. audience and making it relevant for them. And so he basically created a guide for the local local businesses to determine, are you at risk of the same thing as Target? It, here's, here's things to look for and things to avoid. That is so cool. That is so cool. So let's let's go back just a little bit. Now you've got a free masterclass, you said, on this. So where where can people find that? Right. It's on my website, ereleases.com forward okay. slash plan P L A N. And it's completely free. It's less than an hour. Anybody that's new to PR can take this. I, I guarantee you'll walk away with six to ten great ideas for strategic types of press releases you could do that probably would get media attention. So if you build a PR campaign of six to eight press releases and you choose it, more than half of them are from this list, you're you're going to get some media attention. It may not nice. be the first release, it may not be every press release, but you will. And if you take the additional effort and do the survey or study, I guarantee you'll get you know several articles from that if you if you do it right and you ask the really cool, compelling questions. And people always say, well, that sounds easy. How do I get the cool and compelling questions? And I'm just like, you know, what are things that you would talk about if you were at a trade show right now with other yeah. people in your industry? Like, you know, what's have you noticed that everybody's late paying you now? It's taking 90, 120 days, used to be 30 to 60. That's interesting. And if ever mm -hmm. if other people are experiencing that, that could be something that you might want to bring to attention. And yeah. uh, you know, those are the types of questions that you could incorporate into a survey. So ask around, ask people in your business, ask people outside of your business, ask uh, you know, just just brainstorm and uh yeah. You know, you, I haven't tried it, but you can even see if chat GPT can help you brainstorm some compelling questions you could be asking. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were talking a bit that you and I were talking a bit about it beforehand about, about AI and, and using, using AI to generate press releases. And one of the things you brought up too, and this is not by any means an AI conversation because you or I are not experts in AI, but you brought up one thing that, uh, that I think is really relevant that a lot of people might fall be falling into the trap of is that um, there are tools that will tell you if it's been written by AI and they're pretty darn good at, at checking that out. 
and the second thing that you brought up when we were offline too is is that Google will probably be picking up, and if it's not already picking up, that if you're out generating a bunch of content on your website with AI, it could it could uh, and probably will someday. We don't know that, but understand that. So, um, yeah, don't be tempted to to write your press release with AI. Was your your uh, yeah, I think I think it's safer to write it yourself. And the great thing about a press release is it's not fine writing. Uh, you don't have to write powerfully or, or insane. I do say that if you write a quote, and I recommend that you write a quote and put it in the press release, it's where you can speak in the first person and say, uh, say something really profound and then quote yourself and your company. I do think that's the place where you can elevate your writing, be really concise or specific or have mm -hmm. something that's a flourish or just say something that's really meaningful. You want to say something that a journalist can't easily paraphrase. I've had people be wiped out of their own articles where they inspired an article the journalist wrote the article. It mentioned them, had a you know perhaps a quote in the article, and the managing editor said, "Ah, oh, this quote's not very good. So why bother even mentioning this little company I've never heard of?" And you know they don't realize that you inspired the article, but you can be eliminated. But if you're if you have an amazing quote, that that managing editor is going to say, "I don't know who these people are, but that's a great quote." So he might even yeah. circle it and say, "Great, great job." Yeah. Yeah. That's just great advice, man. Great advice because, you know, Mickey, I don't think that, well, I, I don't think that people really realize some of the things you were talking about press releases today and how you could use them. But Muhammad asked this one question. I want to get to it. He said, are there benefits for a service-based business doing press release? And he said, it seems like it's a product related thing. I think it, it does make it a little more uh, difficult being service-based, but I think that uh, if you take that free masterclass, you're still going to find relevant ideas that are specific to your business, even being service-based, and see if, if it, it you know generates ideas for you. If it doesn't, then maybe it's not a good fit, but I, I think that even being service-based and running through that free masterclass, you probably will walk away with actionable ideas that are strategic ideas. And, you know, that that's where I think that you stand a really good chance of getting media pickup if you could be strategic. Yeah, I think I think you're right, because even in in a service based business, there are things happening within that industry that you can talk about that affects customers and others in the industry that would be popular to know more about. Absolutely. It could help you. And then Jose says, uh, this confirms what you said, you know. Right. If you put a, a PR in as an ad instead of instead of news, and and I think that's as you're saying, you're you're with the survey, you're creating news. Correct. You, yeah, you're generating the actual news and the facts, and you you get the opportunity to be the analyst and say, I think this is why the results turned out this way, and here's some analysis, and here's who I am, and get that out there, and, and the media you know, generally responds to things that are uh, interesting, novel, exciting. And so you want to ask questions that hopefully will elicit two or three of these like, aha, you won't believe this, you know, that uh, two thirds of the people in our industry believe X or Y. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. And, you know, as, as a title of our, our show today, standing out from the crowd, I mean, this, this, all these things help you stand out from that crowd and really make, 
you know, put yourself, like we talked about with the surveys, into more of an industry uh, influencer. Not That might not be the right word, but someone that's knowledgeable in the industry and has taken the time to really do some work to understand it better and then speak on important topics in the industry. So, right. oh, man, man. Well, Mickey, thanks so much for being here today because this is it's just been it's been so cool because you've uncovered so many things that got my mind just swimming about using press releases and some of the ways that that people can do it to stand out or express, like you said, create some great stories that could get, you know, your example of the the person that was in witness protection that needed help because you're going to deport it and that didn't happen in the the. Uh, before COVID, the restaurant cause that that generated millions of dollars from from a press release that that helped local restaurants. Just so cool, so cool the different ideas and how to use it. So use press releases. So if people want to reach out to you, Mickey, what's the best way to get a hold of you? So the website's ereleases.com. All my social media is there. It's my direct LinkedIn link as well. Uh, feel free to reach out to me, but also feel free to lead on my staff. We have chat, phone, email. And nice. you'll only speak to an editor. We have no salespeople. We have no commissions. Uh, we nice. generally will be honest if we feel that we can help you. And we'll be honest if we feel that we can't help you. It's all about having integrity and helping small businesses. Awesome. Awesome. And that's what we love, man. Well, Mickey, thanks for being here today. I really appreciate you stopping by and, and showing us how to use press releases to stand out from the crowd. Well, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you. All right. Well, I want to also thank everyone that was listening, Mohammed, Jose, and Kay dropping in a, a comment there at the end, and everyone else that didn't um, drop a comment, but listen, go back and listen to what Mickey had to say about surveys. Oh my goodness. If you didn't listen to that about using press release or surveys to generate cool press releases that will get you articles written, you got to go back and listen to that. But Thanks so much for being here. We'll be back again with another episode of the Faces of Business. We're out for now.